Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome back to our Bible in a Year podcast. Uh, I'm Vicar Jared, and today I'm joined by Tim Leary. Hi, everybody. Do you, if, do you want to tell the listener a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, like uh, Vicar said, my name is Tim Leary. Uh, been a member of Zion since 81. Uh, married my wife, Dee Dee Schmidt, at the time, and been a member ever since. Uh, I, I love the fellowship here. Uh, it's really helped me. Our, I have three daughters that went through the Zion uh, school, as well Dee Dee went through the, uh, the school. So, um, yeah, the, the, uh, the Christian education to me here is, is important because the, the girls, as they were going through school, they helped me with my faith because there were times when you, you kind of slip away. Uh, I played a lot of softball when I was, you know, a young adult and, you know, priorities weren't always there. Kids would ask me, especially Aaron would ask me, you know, Daddy, how come you weren't at church today? Well, I didn't have a good answer for it. So, it, you know, the Holy Spirit pecking on your shoulders. Yeah, sometimes he works in mysterious ways. He sure does, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you here as we dive into, uh, into numbers. And that brings us to some of the historical context of the book. So for those of you listening who maybe don't know a lot about this book, uh, you'll find it in, in the Old Testament, and it basically covers the narrative uh, post-Exodus from Egypt. Moses has, has brought out God's people, and now they're, they're wandering and as you read, you'll see that God's people maybe aren't the most uh, fervent and they don't stick to the, to the plan very well. And, and that kind of leads us to a lot of the content of numbers. It's, it's God's people straying, it's them wandering, it's them wondering what they're doing in the wilderness and what's God, what God's plan is for them. So as you read through, make sure you kind of pay attention to the context, not only of, of God's people being given the blessing of being brought out of Egypt, but then how they slip, how they start to forget what's been done for them. And, and that'll bring you right up until uh, they're, they're close to crossing the Jordan. So as, as you're reading, the, the dates for this are a little bit loose, but you can plan somewhere between 1445 B.C. and 1406 B.C. That last date is right around the time that they uh, crossed the Jordan into the, into the land that was promised to them. That kind of covers the, the historical context. Um, Tim, what struck you when you were reading the book? I, it, uh, yeah, there was a lot of movement there, and, and uh, you know, they, they just didn't get it. You know, yeah. it was like they, they went from, uh, from town or village or region, and I think somewhere in my notes it was like 52 moves in, in 40 years, and every time they just, God would show them these, these signs, you know, yep. that were crazy. And uh, then they would just slip back. You know, they, they complained because they didn't have water or they didn't yeah. have food. Um, you know, and it just, uh, yeah, it, it made me keep, every time I would read a little bit of it, I think, you know, that is just so, so today. Yes. You know, you, you, things are going good for you, you know, and, and uh, you know, you kind of, you forget about God sometimes. You put him on the back burner because you're just sailing along. And then when something happens, you know, it wakes you up, so. Yep, yeah, I've, I've said it quite a few times now, but uh, it, this book definitely shows that prayer is usually the strongest in times of struggle, and uh, and we're quick to forget blessings. I know when I was reading through, I don't know about you, but as I was reading through this, you see that that God is is close with His people. He wants them to succeed. He gives them blessings, 
but they're quick to forget that. And as soon as, as soon as that blessing gets a little bit out of view, then they start focusing on what they want, what hasn't been done yet. And they forget everything that has been done. And, and my first inclination was, well, come on, guys. You just, you're getting all these blessings. But then when I step back and I think about my own life, <laughs> I realize that a lot of times I'm right there with them where I get yeah. a blessing and then a few days later something bad happens. Even if it's a, a minuscule thing, an inconvenience like traffic, then I'm thinking, well, yeah. come on, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah the inconvenience, just like, uh, you know, I, I was reading in that where Moses wasn't a well speaker. Mm -hmm. He was kind of timid. I guess he maybe stuttered or something. But he, yep. and he just he he wrestled with God about even doing it. Yep. You know, and God said, "Hey, you're going to do it. You know, figure it out." And then he gives his brother Aaron, which was a evidently a you know a very good speaker. That to, to I think I got that right. Yeah. That, yeah. That he kind of was his his spokesperson. Spokesperson. You know, and then he goes through that. But then then the people get jealous of Moses. You know, because they hear this guy doesn't do real well, but then he's telling them what God says. Well, you know, did God really tell you that? You mm -hmm. know, and then that's, but that's, I think I got ahead on the book a little bit maybe, but. Oh, no worries. I yeah, mean, there's a lot it, of stuff in numbers, so. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But, you know, I I know there's probably out there, but as I, numbers and a couple other, the, the, the early books, is they just would make such cool movies. Oh, yeah. You know, like the, the big epic um, dramatic battles and, and the things, you know, I don't know, it's just very, I, nowadays people kind of need, they need something a little different, mm -hmm. you know, and I know that if something like this, movies like that might really make people say, you know what, hmm, maybe I'll read the Bible. Yep, you know? but it's got to be done well. My first thought when you said a movie was, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but the, the Exodus movie with Christian Bale, man, that was a... I don't know it, if I've seen that one. It, it, so it's supposed to be about, uh, or no, sorry, it's Moses with with Christian Bale, where it's supposed to, he's supposed to be building the ark and all these things, and okay, of course they Hollywood it up, and it's... He, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that it would be, but if it be, I guess you know, if it'd be a documentary, but just some way on the big screen to let people see the, yeah. the story of what what God did and and all the things that the the people went through. You know, they saw stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, and and then they still. Uh, they just, yeah, they would they would slide back, you know. Yeah, and I think this book does, a, it has a lot of interesting miracles and, and plagues and things that, you're right, would be interesting to see on the big screen, some of these mm. things that God has to, uses to lead his people along. Yeah. I would definitely watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, did, did anything else kind of strike you in your reading? I, I like the, your point as far as... Um, as far as Moses leading his people and, and that, that point that you're making in terms of him maybe not being the, the most fit candidate, because I think that applies to today as well. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. a lot of times we find ourselves questioning. <laughs> yeah, we're, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to do that. You know, like the podcast, you know, I, you know, I thought, yeah, I, I'd like to do that, you know, just because I just, you know, I want to talk about my Savior and, and, so, but it's, but it's also intimidating too. And other mm -hmm. things, you know, uh, that God chooses spots for you to be in, you know, and you yep. just have to, with the help of the Holy Spirit, it helps you through it. Because I had, my father-in-law told me years ago that just remember everybody around Zion are your friends. You don't have to be afraid of anything. You can speak up, you know, and that's, I've, uh, I've taken to that, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, there's just, uh, 
the God never gave up as much as the people did and and ignored him yeah. and you know they got where they wanted more and and the the story about the quail actually I read it and then like I said this is like the third time I've been through it and I was going through some notes from the the last time I did the study and the the quail was more of a sign of gluttony and I didn't at least that was the take yeah. on this uh, the other author and I kind of got that because when I read that, you know, about where they got they ate so much they got sick, and mm -hmm. and then I, I got that, and it was like they they weren't happy with the manna or what God was giving them, and He was giving them what they needed at the time. But like humans do, we want more, so He give it to them. And I think the cubit relation was four foot high of of quail, you know. So I yeah, I think it was like uh, fourteen hundred quail was in the. the when they gather them up, it said the least gathered up so many mm. quail. But anyhow, it's, it's I'm kind of a numbers guy. I like to I kind of get into no that. Worries. So, but yeah, but it's just uh, a lot but, of quail. <laughs> yeah, but God, but God knows, and we just have to uh, we have to accept that. But yep. as humans, we you know we want to run the show. Yeah, amen to that. Because I think a key point there to that that quail story and and how you're saying they were being gluttonous. A lot of times we as humans start to think that, that we know the best path. The, usually it's the one that we think is of least resistance. But God works in mysterious ways and he doesn't often tell us why this is the best path. But that quail story is exactly why. They were wanting more and more. Mm -hmm. And then when God gives it to them, it shows just why they, shouldn't, <laughs> they didn't need that. They shouldn't have yeah, had it. Right. Uh. Yeah, and as far as your your story here about uh, your your point on God not leaving His people, I think this is a great place, uh, at least in my own life, to read through some of those hardships of others and see that God does stick with you. I, I think Numbers does a great job of it because mm -hmm. sometimes when we're going through our own issues, then it can feel like, well, are you even paying attention? Do you even care what's going on in my life? But we have it here. God clearly, by all means, had every right to say, all right. I've done. I've done all these things for you and you keep turning away, but he doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. He sticks with them and he keeps his people safe so he can lead them to that promised land. Because ultimately, as we know, he doesn't break his promises to his people. Mm -hmm. And me and you and, and those listening, we have that promise of a second coming. We have, we have many promises laid out for us and we know right. that he's not leaving us even when we slip up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had, a, I had a thought that kind of I was listening to you and I kind of got away from it. Um, but yeah, it's just he, he's, we, we rebel and he's there. Um, you know, and it had to be so hard because then they had the law. Mm -hmm. If they messed up, that was it. We have Christ now, you know, and that yep. was the other thing. You know, I was reading about when they, they put together the, uh, uh, the meeting of the tents and how it was positioned with these, you know, the Israelites were here, then you had the Levites, and then you had the priests. Mm -hmm. And if you did the wrong thing, God smited you. You know, I forget the names, but some of them went in. It was, I think maybe it was uh, Aaron's son did some did a, a uh, an offering the wrong way. Yeah, I don't if remember I who the, it was, but I know yeah, who you're talking but it, about. But it was the fact that you just, all you had was the law. Yep. And now, this day and age, we don't see, physically see, some of the stuff that they saw. But we have the knowledge that Christ is there for us, yep. and we have the forgiveness that when we do do the wrong thing, you know, God's not going to strike us down mm -hmm. because 
we, we have our Savior. Yep. You know, he, he, he bought all that. You know, he, he did yes. all that for us. So, that, yeah, that's, uh, and I, think, I guess that's where you start looking with the Old Testament. There's always those, the, the good news stuff slipping in there. It's just a prophecy. You know, sometimes it says this is prophecy, but I think sometimes in Scripture, there's little things in there that you just, light bulbs go after you, you know, if you go through the Bible and then the other stories, things like that, come back and say, okay, that's what that meant. I'm yep. Darn. That's sneaky, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about your your own reading, but one of the points that I had picked up here is uh, the the narrative about Balaam and, and Balak uh, when they're talking about these different uh, oracles or, or prophecies that Balaam is supposed to give. Did you happen to yeah. work through that? I mean, it, it's very interesting. And the reason I bring it up is because uh, you were talking about the Old Testament and the New Testament and uh, law versus the grace of Christ. And uh, in my own reading, this is this is very much a, a Christ-focused portion of the book because it points it points uh, Balak surprisingly to to something that's going to come. And that's obviously Christ, mm-hmm. uh, but God's people aren't aren't there listening to this prophecy, which I found fascinating. Yeah, it, and then and even Balaam, you know, when I first start reading this, you know, he's 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 smart, you know, he's. He's not going to do anything against the Israelites because mm-hmm. he, he, he knows they're the chosen ones. But then as I read I, the, the story of the donkey where he kept beating his donkey <laughs> yeah. to get back on a path. And then, you know, the donkey saw, you know, uh, the angel of death there. And, and finally, you know, God confronts Balaam. But then it, I read somewhere in some other notes, and I think it might have been earlier than this study, but that Balaam was kind of like a warlock. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of, but he knew about God, but he never did go on because later it referred to Balaam in with the women that tempted the Israelites when they had they were doing the the worship to Baal mm-hmm. and all that later on. Yeah, when Moses goes to the mountain, he comes back and uh, in the uh, and then he goes out to kill. Uh, I forget the the village, but they keep the women, mm-hmm. and then. Moses or God refers back to you know the ba- these women corrupted you back then and it was kind of under the direction of this Balaam you know so but yeah that that was a interesting person that I was really trying to understand because mm-hmm. he was like both good and bad yes. kind of like he knew what to do you know but he kind of used it to his advantage I don't know it was but it was but that's what I really get out of the Bible studies is it, it makes you dig into something else and go look at something else. Yeah, uh, definitely yeah. a character that you don't, you, I mean, you read about the kind of the hero archetypes of the Bible, but Balaam is not one that has crossed my, my like, <laughs> if you're looking for somebody interesting to read, go read about Balaam. You, yeah. you point people to Moses and knowing all these different things. <laughs> I love the, the story about the donkey. It cracks me up every time. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the continuous beating, but what what gets me is, if I place myself in his shoes, I can't imagine my donkey turning to me and talking to me, saying, "Why do you keep hitting me for?" Yeah, well, that or or get off and walk. But then that's where God, to- yeah, I think it was, uh, yeah, God told Balaam that you know the donkey was basically saving you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he know, sees he was, the angel. Yeah, yeah, and that, that that might be a lead into what you're talking about with the the story with Christ, you know. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he saves us. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, if, for those of you who are interested, the the actual um, 
point to Christ is in uh, chapter 24. He, it's in his final oracle to, to Balak. And uh, as you'll see, Balak is asking Balaam to, to condemn God's people. He wants them out because they've been moving and, and he's afraid of losing his power. And Balaam at the end says, all right, I can't, I can't curse God's people because it's, it's God speaking through Balaam. And he makes a point at saying um, a star will rise out of God's people and, and a staff or a scepter will rise up, which is pointing to this, this royal figure rising up out of God's people to rule all things. Now, uh, it's kind of a twofold prophecy, and we, we've talked about that near and far idea of prophesying. It, it can both be pointing to uh, King David, who will ultimately lift up God's people and, and give them some prosperity, but the ultimate uh, fulfillment is Christ rising up. He's the, he's the one, the king, who will rise up spiritually and do what the, the oracle kind of finishes with, which is God's enemies can't hide from God. He, he sees all things, or this ruler sees all things. So it's interesting that you earlier had said about uh, that difference between law and, and Christ, because you don't really think about Christ being here right now in, in them. They, they're focused on one promise, and that's just getting somewhere. They mm-hmm. just want their own land. So I thought it was fascinating that we get this, this second promise of, of Christ. Yeah, well, yeah, this, it's, uh, and that was kind of one my notes at the end of it was that, you know, they keep, God is promising them that promised land. They just have to stay with him and keep going, yeah. just like we have that promise of a promised land, too, mm-hmm. you know, with paradise, with Christ. Yep. So. Yeah, and, and that's a, I hadn't actually thought about that, but that's an interesting comparison to today because we do have that promise, and we're also kind of, wandering and and it it can be easy for us to start straying yeah and forgetting yeah well a lot of temptations you know there's just that and um they're just they're so subtle you know just the little it's like the big things you can figure out that's not right you don't do that Mm -hmm. but it's that little stuff that you do and and uh, a sermon a way back and i think it was pastor kale's sermon about don't be the old you be the new you (laughs) Mm-hmm. And that's that that really that hit me right between the eyes, and <laughs> and I, I I hold to that quite a bit. So, yep. but it's just yeah, you grow and you learn, you make mistakes. But the fact that Christ did it all for us already, it's okay. Yep. You know, back then they couldn't make mistakes. <laughs> you know, it's it was it was pretty tough. You know, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. Amen to that. Well, uh, did any more? Did you have any more points that kind of came out in your own reading from from this book? Yeah, uh, just uh, the travels, the stuff they had to do. You know, uh, every time God was tired of something or, or whatever, He moved. The cloud moved. They had to pack up and go. And uh, you know, it was interesting how He kept uh, banishing. The, the 20 year olds and older, every time they, you know, they screwed up, or a lot of times they screwed up, because it's like, okay, I told you about the promised land, you're not gonna see it, your kids are gonna see it, they're gonna suffer, and then once you're gone, I'm gonna lead in the, the promised land. Yeah. And guess what, the net generation, you know? So it's just, it's, you just really have to be consistent and uh, press on regardless. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, and just know that if you fall down, you just get up and, and you keep going. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a comforting uh, 
feeling to know that when you read about what everybody did before we did, you know, it's it's like, you know, we got it pretty good. Yeah. You know, yep. we got to, uh, we don't have to have everything, you know, uh, just got to know who Christ is. You yeah, know, that's true. And he'll, God will show us the way. Yeah, I was, uh, that, that, uh, point of of the different generations that don't get to make it into into God's land. I don't know about you, but I always think that's that's a really heartbreaking thing to think about. I'm not obviously not a parent, but from a parent's standpoint, I would very much like to be in the promised land with my kids, but then to be told you lost your chance and now it'll be the, your kids will get there, but you won't ever see yeah. it and you won't see them in it. That's it's a tough law proclamation. Yeah, and yeah, just uh just the, the life in general would be tough, you yeah. know, just uh, to not have the water and the, and the drudge through the desert and, and go here and go there, you know, and then they grumble and then they keep saying, well, we should have stayed in Egypt, mm -hmm. you know, but then did you really, did you really, <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're saying? <laughs> Do you really want to go back? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, if you, if you don't got any more uh, kind of thoughts, we can we can move on to our our five main takeaways from the episode. If you're okay with yeah, that, yeah. So uh, the first one, and you've pointed this to this a couple times, is that we have Christ. So rely on grace. We get to, we get the opportunity to to focus on what Christ has done for us, and in that you we know that we're gonna slip up. We're going to make our own mistakes. So you got to rely on that grace. Rely on what you know, the promises that Christ has done all of it for you, and you are a claimed child of God. Mm -hmm. The second one, uh, the journey may be hard, but there is a destination. We can see it here very closely and intimately in numbers, but also in our own lives. We might not be wandering the desert here and looking for a place to live, but we still live in a world that has sin in it, and we are on a journey, so to speak. But know that there is a destination, uh, whether it be heaven or a second coming, there's a destination for God's children. Uh, three, know that God has laid the way. Know that he has a plan ahead that we don't always know and often we don't. We just got to have faith that God has this plan laid ahead for us even before we were born. Even before creation was made, God knew you and I and, and all of you listening, and he knew the path that he was going to lay out before us. So so have faith in that journey that God's laid out because, well, he's the perfect creator. Uh, number four, be patient as he is patient. You can see here as you read through numbers, God's people test his patience a whole mm. lot. They yes, test they it do. over and over again. And, well, <laughs> so do we. We test it a whole lot, and he is patient with us over and over again. So when you're on this journey, when those things start to, to come up and you start to feel a little bit frustrated, remember that God's patient and you need to be patient with his plan because it's the perfect plan. And our fifth and final uh, main takeaway is keep your eyes on God, especially in those times of trouble. As you read through Numbers, you'll see God's people don't often do that. They, they start to stray, they get a blessing, and then they look to themselves or they look to other things. Keep your eyes on God on this journey that he has laid out for you and in, in, in that patience um, because he's perfect. He's the one who will get mm -hmm. us through and he is our rock and salvation. Any other, yeah. anything else that you'd like to add here? No, that, uh, that the five summaries pretty well sums it up. But yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a walk. 
through your life, you know, yeah. just everything that you do. And, and even, you know, when, when things are good, I think that's kind of when you maybe you, you start slipping a little bit because yeah. like say you're just sailing along and everything's all good. And, you know, and then when things get a little bad, a little rocky, then you want to, you know, what, what, what happened? You yeah. know, why me? Well, why not you? You know, you're just <laughs> like anybody else. So, yeah. but yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a comfort. Uh, it's, it's a comfort to know Christ has done all that for us already. Yes, it is. Amen to that. Well, thank you for being a guest on our episode here on Numbers. It's thank a, you. It's a big, big book, so make sure you dive into it, readers, and uh, and enjoy it. It was a blessing for myself, and I hope it was for you as you read through it. Yeah, it's very interesting. There's some I did skip through some of the tribe names and all that, but I got the gist of it. But it's it's a good read. Very Yeah, it is. It's a very good read. Well, blessings on your own reading uh, of this book, and, and have a great week. Bye. Thank you.